When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. I don't much don't have much to say here at the start other than thank you for being here to listen to the Pisscast. We like you. We love um, you, actually. We like like you. I was looking over all the, the segments on today's show and like half of them are from things that you have submitted to us. So yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for doing our job for us. Yeah, thanks for doing our work. It's Thank good. you. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep that coming. Please. We appreciate it. Uh, we got a fashion item that you should be aware of. Some Fortune 500 businesses today. Shauna had a bad run-in with some pizza recently. Uh, a couple TV tropes. It wasn't my bum again this time. <laughs> An etymology. The goat of arcade games. First, your out of context clip of the show. What about? Neevage. 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 Oh. All of that Neevage. Tremendous Neevage. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was driving down Highway 1 on the weekend as I was driving to Regina. Uh, I I have a bone to pick with that highway if I could. Okay. There are a few too many pigs on that highway for my liking. Okay? And I don't mean like wild pigs, but I mean trailers transporting pigs. There are a Mm. lot of them. I counted 19 trailers there and back of pigs and cows that I passed along the way. Because you were headed to Regina, right? Yes. And between here and the border, there mm-hmm. are quite a few yep. cattle and slaughterhouse operations, Lots right? The abattoir. And here's the thing. I like to have a window open or sometimes even my sunroof open when I'm driving. And when you pass those trailers, it is not a pleasant smell, okay? No. It's not good. No. You want to close up those windows and you want to stick something in front of your nose to get rid of that <laughs> smell. And Man, I was up at Cross Iron Mills yesterday and we came out of the mall and... Smelled like dumps? It was it was top five worst smells I've ever smelled in my life. I almost puked. Okay. And I don't know if it was like just the way the wind was blowing, if there was, was, it or if it was something from else. The pigs? It was probably the pigs. Or is there just like a backup on the delivery of pigs right now? Why were there so many trailers? It was crazy. It smelled like manure, but but so much worse. Mm-hmm. Like I've smelled manure before and this was something else. This yeah. Was, and that's what um, I was I was smelling along this drive. Like I still am smelling it. I'm like it's still lingering in my nose. Like you can't get away from you it. You get stuck behind one and you just eat that for a few dozen kilometers. Oh, told, I, I was thinking we need to rename that highway actually. Like something that's a bit more fitting for the smells and the, the, the pigs, like Ham Highway, maybe instead. <laughs> Pig Parkway. Porky Parkway. The Feedlot Freeway, perhaps, one of those. The Feedlot Freeway. The Feed the Feedlot Freeway. At least that that section between here and the border, right? Yeah. Like that that section it should be. It is a be... chunk of manure and awful smelling pigs, and everything else. You're like, oh! Highway 1 is a whole. Now, mm. correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. But did Terry Fox run along Highway 1? I, yeah. Is it the Highway of Heroes? Because it... we should call it the Terry Fox Highway. You know, like the highway between here and Edmonton is the QE2. Because they call it the Highway II. of Heroes. Like, yeah, there, Out there's, east? there's part of it that Parts is renamed. It? Yeah. Yeah, but right as a by whole? Through Thunder Bay. Yeah. The Terry Fox Highway? Yeah, I mean, that would be. Highway 1, isn't it? And that's. You that... name it after the greatest Terry of all time. Yeah. 
The feedlot fox highway, uh, freeway? <laughs> At least this section we could call the feedlot <laughs> freeway. And then it moves to the dairy fox. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You know what makes zero sense? What's that? The way pop is priced. The way soda pop is priced. Okay, why? Okay. So I had to go to the corner store yesterday to get myself a couple bottles of cold pop. Mm-hmm. And there was a deal on. So you could get two of the 500 milliliter bottles, which is your personal bottle of pop, two of those for $4.50. Or you could get two two liters, the big dogs, party pops, for $6. Yeah. So two 500 milliliter bottles for four fifty, or two two liter bottles for $6. It's convenience. The, lo- the, the smaller ones, it's just because it's like, well, that's probably the one you're going to get because it's yes. a bit smaller and transportable, so that's why. But can you think of it? Like, that's 400% more soda. I know. For 30% more money. But even at the grocery store, you look at the two liters, and you're like, that makes a lot more sense. But here's the thing. Two liters go flat, right? They do go flat. This is a problem. And you're right. It is very much a convenience thing. You're not going to drive around with a two-liter bottle of pop in your cup holder or your vehicle. That's, Although I that's a did, wild thing to do. I on my road trip, I smashed a two-liter, and I was drinking out of a two-liter bottle. But that's, you again... Dr- you drank a two-liter of pop on a road trip? I We had the show in the morning, right? And then I had a seven-hour drive after, and I needed to stay awake. I had a two-liter in my fridge, and was like, I'm taking that with me. And Full yes, sugar? I No, it was no? a Diet Coke, but okay. I drank straight from the two-liter. So, I mean, they're... I'm worried about you if you I'm, slugged a two-liter of full sugar pop on a road. I was just the caffeine on it. I was like, just give it to me. And sometimes, like, you just need the action of just doing something. Yeah. So, I just, like, yeah. constantly was drinking. And then I... How was your piss? Or... Had to pee four or five times or so. And, yeah, then I slowed down things. But at least I stayed awake at the wheel, okay? So, anyway, I'm a rare... I'm, I'm, a, I'm an odd one out for that. My theory about this is that, like, the product itself probably doesn't cost that much no, because doesn't. they create it in such they, – they produce it in such enormous volumes. Mm-hmm. It's the bottling and yeah. the shipping and the marketing that yes. you're really paying for, right? So yeah. for them to give you four times as much pop for just a few cents more probably isn't a huge deal. There's normally a steal of a deal on those, like, extra tall individual yeah, ones. So cheap? You'll get, like, six of them, and it's, like, $3 or $4. And you're like, yeah. holy crap. The most expensive size is just a standard yes. 500 mil- milliliter bottle of pop. I know, because they know that that's the one that most people, is just a normal one. So you don't have to look Unless like a crazy a person. Unless you're a freak like me, just guzzling <laughs> a two-liter. Driving red-eyed to Regina. <laughs> Woo! I just picture myself looking like Cruella DeVille, just this crazed is, eyes. And this isn't even my give first two The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was at Greta on the weekend, and we were playing a bunch of games when I was there. And, uh, of course, as we were doing this, it got me thinking, what would the GOAT of arcade games be? The GOAT of arcade games. The greatest of all time when it comes to arcade games. Now, here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use arcade loosely because I always think when I think of arcade games as only the older ones. Okay. Like the ancient OGs, but I would like to just incorporate any of the games that you would find in an arcade now, which involve a lot of newer games as well, right? Like my personal favorite, I have to say, is the Mario Kart racing game. Oh, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, like, where you have the actual wheel and you have the pedals. Yeah. Actually, any of those racing games, like even as a kid, when you actually got to sit in the seat and drive and you had the <laughs> wheel in front of you and the pedals, I always thought those were the best games ever. Those I still ones do. are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'd so be right up there. You're counting everything. You're counting everything. anything that might appear in an arcade. Yes. Yes. Today. Like, not just only old school arcades, but today, because there are some newer games that are in there. So now that too, includes, obviously. like, Dance Dance Revolution. Yes. Buck Hunter. Mm-hmm. Golden Tee. All of all these, these that I am. I'm. Yeah, those are all in my top. 
Okay. Never really gotten a golden tea, but uh, yeah, when it comes to DDR, that was a huge one for a that while. It was huge. It was huge, massive. Yeah. Like that when overtook we arcades for a while. Yeah, you'd walk past the arcade and all you'd hear was just like bang, 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 bang. Yeah. People dancing so hard on those People things. People jumping up like. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, when you said this, the mm -hmm. there was two that popped in my head immediately. Yep. Do you Pac count? Man. Do you, well, Pac Man is, if you, if you count pinball, yes. pinball is the goat of arcade games, in my opinion. Um, Over Pac Man. For sure. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's because it, it, pinball's older than Pac-Man, I guess, right? Yep. Yeah. And there are so many different versions of pinball. True. And, like, you'll go to arcades that will have, like, multiple pinball machines. Yeah. With different themes. Mm -hmm. So if you count pin pinball, then you I would say it's that. definitely pinball. Okay. If not, it's Pac-Man. Like, And I th I'm sure if you say, like, arcade game, the first thing that pops into people's head would be Pac-Man. I know. Like, that. that's the thing. Pinball, though, it sucks because I'm not a huge fan of pinball. No. Got to be honest with you. Interesting. Like, of all the games I could pick in an arcade, I don't know why. It just doesn't amuse me as much. I'd prefer Pac-Man. I feel like pinball, you just you hit the buttons, and then that's kind of it. You know? Like, I always don't think there's a ton of skill involved with it. There's a ton of skill involved in, in pinball. And how you hit the buttons? Yeah, for that's sure. The thing. It's just... For sure. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the really good players can put the ball where they want it. My dad said growing up, because, like, this would have been pre, like, video games like that, right? Yeah. When my dad was growing up. And so, you know, the arcade would have pinball. And he said it was one way you tell if a guy was good or not or if a player was good or not. It's if they were hitting both of the things at the same time. Right. Both yeah. paddles at the same time or if they're hitting one or the other. So mm -hmm. it was like there were little things like there were stylistic choices. Yeah, maybe it's just I haven't seen pinball. a really good pinball player. Actually, did, and the bells and the whistles. Do you remember no. me telling you about that pinball tournament, though? And I met a girl once at the arcade and she was there by herself and she was training oh. for a pinball tournament. She was training. I was like, I didn't know you had to train for pinball tournaments, but there she was. She had all the skills involved. See, there's so plenty of skill involved. Okay. Plenty of skill involved mm. to become a pinball wizard. I don't like that that's the answer, but you're probably right. Pinball is great. I'm going Mario Kart, okay? <laughs> As the, the Mario goat Kart of racing arcade games. games. The most fun. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We were at the park the other day, and I was holding a football, and another dad nearby put his hands up for a pass, so I threw it to him. Oh, yeah. And then we ended up throwing back and forth for a few minutes. And, dad things. Yeah. <laughs> real dad things. And then he came over, and he was asking if McKenna and I wanted to be friends with he, him and his wife. Oh, wow. Um, and I was like, Is yeah. he new? Well, he was talking a bit nice enough dude and you know i totally get where he's coming from yep. because we've talked about this before being an adult and trying to make new oh, friends is impossible tricky trickier than dating i would say mm -hmm. um but you know i didn't really know anything about the guy other than that he had a good arm he could throw a football right oh, so that's I enough. Mean, to start a friendship <laughs> cold like that yeah. you know based on just that is also tough and mm -hmm. you know it's like I didn't like I didn't want to be rude, but I feel like I don't get to see enough of my my friends that I have right now totally. as it is. And it's like I don't know if I want to, you know, add new friends like this. But like I I know the guy's struggle. I know where he's yes. coming from. Um, but we were joking that there needs to be like a dating site, but to make friends. And McKenna's like, well, that's Bumble. And I was like, what people? people I thought use... Bumble was a dating site. That's what I thought. Because I had some buddies here a couple weeks ago, some single buddies, and they were going through their Bumble profiles yeah. and. Like, I didn't think... So if you go to the Bumble website, it says, like, networking, dating, make, mm. making friends. But does anybody actually use it to make friends? I doubt it. I mean, all of the dating sites claim that you can do it and just put, like, looking for friendship, right? But nobody, okay. nobody does that. I didn't think so. No, I thought everyone's on their rinsing. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> because, like, the concept of it, like, would it work the same way where you swipe through and you judge 
someone and well, whether or not you're going to be friends. Right? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, Calgary is great because there's a ton of meetups, right? And there are a ton of groups that this is what they try to do is encourage people with like-minded hobbies or, or like-minded people to, and, and get them together for those outings. That's the way I think that mm-hmm. people tend to do it. But again, it's always nerve-wracking because you have to put yourself out there at first, right? Like the first time you go to one of those meetups, the idea of that sucks to me. I'm like, I wouldn't want to do that. But then once you get there, I'm sure you would. You'd make great friends, but... It's awkward, right? you got to show up and be the awkward, like, walking. hey... We're all here to make friends. And it's like... I'm Mark... <laughs> You might yeah. you might meet some people too initially that you don't really click with. Yep. And then like, are you obligated to stay friends though? I know like when when we first moved here, McKenna especially because I had friends through the radio station, yeah. but McKenna like had a hard time meeting other mom friends, and she went to a few like mom meetups and stuff, which were super awkward yeah. and like, didn't click with some of these women, and it took a while. Yeah. It took a while. So I totally get that struggle. But like Absolutely. to use a dating site, it's weird because like, are you just looking at their picture? Hey, this person looks like. A cool friend. They'll be a good like, friend. What would you put on your dating profile if you were I your friend you, dating profile? You could focus on just the hobbies and things you're interested in, I guess, and then you start that. Oh well, I'm interested in the same types of things, so maybe we'd get along. Yeah, <laughs> have a photo of like me camping by myself. Yeah, me with a fully stocked beer fridge. All by yourself. Like <laughs> you're just me. doing everything by yourself. See, I clearly need friends. It's only photos of me doing everything solo. <laughs> me at a concert, okay. holding an extra ticket, really sad. <laughs> yep. Oh, I wish I had Rocking out here. by yourself, taking <laughs> selfies. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. So we've gotten a, a couple rather etymology requests. One from Liam uh, for the phrase lukewarm. And I also have one from Heather for the word klutz. So we'll get to both here. I think lukewarm was from Luke. Oh, it was Liam's from brother. Luke. Okay. <laughs> Liam so... and Luke send us requests all the time. Yes, and it's on the same number, yeah. and then they differ. So, Might yes. be their mom's Excuse phone. I'm not sure. Excuse me. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yes. And I understand why Luke would want to know where the phrase lukewarm comes from. Totally. Like, who was the Luke? Uh, now, I hate to say it, but it actually has nothing to do with the name Luke. Mm. Uh, so it's from a Middle English word from the 1200s, which was Luke spelt L-E-U-K, or Lou was another version of that term. And both of those just mean tepid. Okay. So tepid yeah. warm. There you go. That's an uh, old word that we're still using then, isn't it? Super old. Actually, I guess the phrases Luke hot and Luke hearted also used to be used. So we used okay. to say if you didn't have a overly warm heart, you had a Luke, you were a Luke hearted person. Ah. You know? Yeah. Or Luke hot. So there you go. Uh, and then Heather messaged about the, the word klutz. And this is because she actually bought a Lego toy recently, and at the back of it, she sent me a picture, and it says, so easy, a klutz can do it, exclamation mark. And I thought a klutz was somebody who was, like, clumsy. It is. Like, that is totally it. Uh, and they were using it. Seems like it. an odd use of it. That's, and we were saying, like, also for kids, and I, that's a weird thing you even <laughs> put on the back of the Lego toy. Like, why does it say that? Uh, but the word klutz comes from the Yiddish word klotz, which means wooden block. And the idea is that you have a wooden block as a head. If you're clumsy or klutzy, <laughs> you are literally, if you're calling somebody a klutz, you're calling them a blockhead. Just a wooden. That's funny. Wooden dumb blockhead. That is so, really funny. You got a wooden block for a head. A what an block. insult, eh? I know. It's true. It's not a nice one. You're like, okay. Yeah. So there That's you go. where klutz comes from. That's where klutz yeah. comes from. Etymology with Shauna. VNS in 20 minutes or less. My kids were watching this YouTube video about a dude with CIP, congenital insensitivity to pain. So he doesn't feel any pain. Oh, man. Yeah. 
I've heard of this before. That's crazy. Yeah, I've heard of it too, but I'd never really like heard someone speak who had it. This no. guy, his name was Steve Pete, which is super funny itself. Funny name. Yep. The older kids at my high school used to say that they were sweet like Steve Pete. <laughs> or, hey, that's sweeter than Stephen Peter. Why? <laughs> I don't know. They just thought it was Random. funny. Okay. So this yeah. guy exists and he has this condition where you don't feel pain. But uh, in the video, he claimed that only one in 125 million people have this condition. And I think his numbers were off because I went looking. And the number I found was about one in twenty-five thousand live births. Holy, with that's it, that seems too. That seems way too common. common. Yeah, I feel like I would have met somebody who yeah. had this, and I never have. Um, but when so I guess when he was when he was a baby, they took him to the hospital because they they said like he would bite his tongue and stuff and wouldn't really cry. Or oh, so they took him to the hospital and they ran some tests on him. They poked him with needles. They even like held a lighter up to his foot, and he didn't react to any of it. So they're okay. like, well, he has this. The CIP, this insensitivity to pain. Yeah. And I guess it's incredibly dangerous. They said people who have it generally don't live past childhood because they don't know when they're sick. They don't know when anything's wrong, really, because they don't feel it. Well, that's why you don't do things because it's painful. So if you never had that ability to limit yourself, you just do whatever. Yeah. They're very prone to injury. Yeah. Prone to, like, yeah, not having their, their illnesses looked at. It's funny because just the other day, Bo asked me, my older son, Bo, who's seven, he said, He's like, why do we feel pain? And I said, I, well, I think it, there's an evolutionary reason, right? It lets totally. you know that what you, what's happening to your body right now isn't good for it. Yeah. So yeah, this, that's how so, we survive. This guy that, yeah. doesn't have this. Isn't they, they said small kids will sometimes like bite their tongues right off because they don't feel it. Yeah. Um. And this guy Steve, he said he was reckless growing up, like because he knew there would be no consequences in the form of pain. He said he's broken eighty bones, yep. eighty bones in his body. That makes sense. But. Here's my question, Shauna. If you could remove pain from your life right now with no consequences, like you're not going to, you're not going to, let's say you, you still know when something's wrong. You still know, you know, if you're burning yourself or if you're sick, Yeah. but you just don't have to feel the daily pain and discomfort that most people experience. Mm -hmm. Would you get rid of it? Totally. You would? Yeah. You'd go pain free? Why, why wouldn't you? If there was no consequences, why wouldn't you? I don't, it's because it's part of the human experience, I think. I I was trying to think about this and w whether I would or not. And I think the answer depends on how much pain you experience as is. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, if you're living with like, chronic pain, yeah. you and I know snap your fingers in a heartbeat and get rid of that. Yeah, and people, that's that's horrible, horrible people who have to deal with that chronic pain. Yeah. And that kind of thing, yeah. But like, I'm always in a little bit of pain. You know, I'm, I'm in my 30s, right? There's always, yeah, your back hurts a bit or, you know, if you're if you're active... Yep. You're gonna get hurt. Mm -hmm. right? There's always a bit of pain. I, like I like I like some pain in terms of you know muscle soreness and that kind of stuff. Like there's some pain that actually feels good, which is weird to say, mm -hmm. but I don't mind that. But again, if it was to be you know all pain or no pain, I would rather go with no You'd pain. Go with probably. no pain, hey. Especially as you get older and the pain gets more severe. You know. Good point. I say this as someone who is 33. Yeah. If you were 80, you might be like, yeah, everything hurts. Yeah. Take this away for sure. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah, that part of the human experience be damned. You've convinced me. Okay. I'd go no pain, too, <laughs> if I could. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We got a couple messages from people who do deal with chronic pain. One from Leslie, who says she has CRPS, which is chronic regional pain syndrome, I think. And she said it's one of the most painful conditions humans can have. That's awful. It sounds horrible. And I said, is it constant or is it intermittent? Like, do you have flare-ups? And she said, no, it's 24-7. Yeah, that sounds... So 
Absolutely awful. She would turn the pain off in a second if she could. Yeah. And then Nicole messaged and said she deals with chronic pain and she would literally give away one of her limbs to not feel the pain anymore. She would lose an arm or a leg if it meant that she didn't. And so that's... So that, show, that tells you. That yeah. does tell you something. I was even thinking, like, think of the last really bad sore throat you had. Like, yeah. would it be great if you could just not have that? Yep. I wonder if we'll ever reach the point where, you know, they can figure out exactly what what part of the brain re- receives pain. pain receptors off. Just flip it off just, like yeah. a switch. Like, you just have a button, an app on your phone where you're like, hey, that hurts. Turn down the pain. Turn it off. Do you think we'd ever reach that point? Like a light switch? Yeah. Like, exactly like that. Just... I doubt it. I don't know, though. I don't know enough about it. Me neither. That would be something, though. It would be. Because, I mean, you could still live in slight discomfort if it was necessary, you know? But... The fear would be, though, yeah, exactly what we were just talking about. You do that, and people would then be injuring themselves a lot more because they wouldn't realize. Forget to turn it back on, and then you lean up against the stove, and you set your shirt on fire. Your hair is on fire, and you have no idea. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're just, <laughs> just smelling burning hair. Like, who's hair? hair? Like, that? who's that character in that old show? Was it Heat Miser whose hair was on fire? You look like Heat Miser and you have no idea. No clue. <laughs> Somebody else. Uh, uh, you're, hey, hey your, your hair is on fire. Your dome is on fire there. You should. Oh, oh, is it? Oh, sorry. I forgot to turn my app off there. <laughs> the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Here's a TV trope for you. Mm hmm. The fact that Chinese food in takeout containers seems to be the food of choice in so many shows. Yeah, especially if people are working late. Totally. Oh, if you're working late? They're always ordering takeout Chinese, and it's always in that same container, right? You know, the classic yep. one that looks like the, the folding box the one? folding box one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually learned that there's a reason for this, though. Okay. And it is because when they reshoot scenes, that is the best type of food to have, because... For example, let's say you're taking a bite out of a burger and it's supposed to have just been served up. Mm-hmm. Well, every single time you reshoot that scene, you need a new burger because you see the bite right. in the damn burger. Right. Whereas Chinese food, because you could you could actually take a bite, nobody would know because it's rice or whatever, you know. And there could be nothing in there. Yep. And it's one of those things that you can kind of play with. Your chopsticks move around a bit during the scenes. And it appears as if you're eating, even though you're not physically putting it in your mouth. Good point. Right. Whereas like pizza, it would be very obvious if you weren't eating it. And yeah. Like you said, you need a new slice every time someone took a bite. Whereas. And it would look super awkward if you're just sitting there not even touching your pizza. Whereas with this, you can kind of dig your chopsticks around and you're, oh yeah, I'm eating. Look, look. Right. Okay. Food. So that's well, That's a good why. one. Mm-hmm. Salad apparently is the same, right? Which makes sense because it's another one that you can kind of play just with. toss it. Move around. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah, just toss it. <laughs> You don't, you don't have to actually eat it. And psychologically for us, we are satisfied looking at that, even if you don't physically put it in your mouth, when we see you kind of, you know, moving around your food and that kind of thing. It's like, oh, yeah, you're eating. Clearly. Yeah, of course you are. You're, Obviously, you're working you're late yeah. and you're eating. Mm-hmm. So that's why. That's a good so one. It makes sense. Front of the show, Kate sent us one yesterday, too, that I thought was funny. It's not related to that, but can I mention this one, too? Yeah, please. Uh, she said, in any superhero movie or any sort of, like, action movie where the hero is, like, getting their ass kicked... And then, like, in a way that would normally kill a person. But then after the fight, when they get their wounds tended to, like, it stings and it hurts then. Ooh, yeah. ow, right? What is that? It puts that is really Some funny. sort of stinging. They squint. They yep. breathe in. Mm-hmm. They react like it hurts. And it's like, you just got hit with a manhole cover. Yep. And now it's like, ooh, that stings. You Bo- just got thrown 16 feet into the air <laughs> against a wall. And that didn't hurt you. But, yeah. Right through, through a wall. the wall. And now... But Whatever iodine ooh. your love interest is putting on your wounds. Ooh. Oh, don't be a baby. Oh, that stings. Ooh. 
It's like, Can that's you a really a little good more one. careful? <laughs> that is totally. That's yeah. another one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice spot on your, your part and on Kate's part there. On the TV tropes. The tropes. Yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I know it's not Pizza Chat Day, Beckler, but I have a pizza-related issue that I would like to pass along. You are welcome to, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I made the mistake of eating some Regina-style pizza this weekend, and my body still has not recovered from it. <laughs> when you were in Regina? When I was in Regina. So you might have to explain, yes. because there are many people who don't realize that Regina has its own style of pizza. No, and before I lived there, I had no idea either. And then I arrived, and it is a very unique style of pizza. It weighs about 30 pounds, <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. 30 pounds in grease and meat. It is piled right. high with meat. Like, absolute. It Basically, every single slice of that pizza has an entire deli meat package <laughs> on it. Like the one website, if you go to, actually advertises that they have two inches of meat in the pizza. Two That is inches. insane. Like, think about two that. Two inches. And it, I got to tell you, it's not good meat. It's not It's not high quality meat because no. you'd go broke doing that, wouldn't you? You, you sure you'd would. You'd have to charge 100 bucks a pie. Although, so, do you know how much this pizza cost? $38 for a medium. So, I mean, so you're paying for all that. You're that paying meat. for some of that horse meat for sure. It but... is horse meat. I know, because growing up, my buddies would be like, they'd want to go to one of these Regina style pizza places. Yeah. And they'd be like, it's got the most meat. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's from horse. It's insane. It's not good. And it's every type of meat. Like, it's not just pepperoni. It'll be like pepperoni. There'll be some ham in there, some, some salami, ground some beef for like... some reason. You're like, this one actually <laughs> had ground duck? beef. It, I know, it was just like, is this pigeon? Where did you get like, this meat from? Like, honestly. Whatever was cheap that day when the meat truck yeah, pulled absolutely. up. Whatever roadkill they found on the side of the road on the way in, that's what you're getting, okay? But this is his dog? Honestly. <laughs> it is insane. And then the cheese is super thick, too. And I, I had one slice of this pizza, and I am still full from it. Like, I am still feeling... I had nightmares about it last night. I think I woke up with meat sweat. <laughs> I know, because I grew up in Saskatchewan, and I didn't realize that it was its own thing. Sure there was is. just the odd place where it's like, the pizza's different here, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. One of the most distinct features is the sauce. It's kind of like a tangy Greek sauce. You're right. It's very yeah. different than a regular pizza sauce. Because, I mean, we have Greek-style pizza here, and it's a little bit thicker, but it's not this. This is this, this is, is Greek pizza on steroids. Like, again, that keeps you full for three days, which... Yeah, and I never liked it growing up, and I didn't realize until I was older and left that it was its own style of pizza. Totally, yeah. And you can, um, I was going to say you can experience it if you'd like, but I would would recommend against it. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) It's not for me, man. Not for me. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I have a couple of submissions for the Fortune 500 list of local businesses. Great. These are both from friends of the show. Okay. One is good, one is next level. Okay. Would you like me to start with the good one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is from, where did it go, Jessica? Jessica. She said there is a doggy daycare called Sleep Rover. That's pretty what good. Yeah, S- Sleep Rover. Come for a Sleep like Rover? Sleep Rover. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you have to say it like that. Yep, Sleep Rover. Good afternoon, Sleep Rover. Yeah. Kind of like Scooby-Doo. You just exactly. have to sound at all like Scooby-Doo. Okay. Exactly mm-hmm. like that. Okay. I like that one. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yes. This is from friend of the show, Carmen. Okay. Uh, and she said, there is an ice cream truck, but it's a hearse. And I don't know where this is located, but it's called Frozen Stiffs. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. Frozen stiffs, and Frozen they serve ice stiffs. cream out of a hearse. That is genius. It would have been good even if it wasn't a hearse. Yeah. And then the fact that it's out of a hearse is tremendous. Yeah. It's, oh. oh, my God. Like, somebody... That's somebody who dreamed that up, and that, that's been their dream for a long time. They're yeah. like, I've got it, guys. A hearse ice cream business. <laughs> and this is what it's called, okay? Do you think the name came first, and then they went out and found a hearse? Or did they get their hands on a hearse and then come up with a pun that fits the business model? I don't know. That's a good question. I almost feel like the name might have come first, because, like, why would you see a hearse and be like, oh, this would be perfect for an ice cream business, unless <laughs> you already had the name. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Frozen Stiffs. Frozen That's stiffs. a home run. Great. Yep. DNS in 20 minutes or less. Friend of the show, Panda Cat, sent us a fashion show idea, Beckler. The Panda Cat himself. The yep. Panda Cat himself. He said, uh, there's a new trend of clothing. And he said, I've noticed this quite recently. And it's a complete lack of knees. Now, he's saying pants with full blown out knees, not rips, right? Like, we've had the rips and pants for quite some time now. But he says, like, there will be pants, and then the entire knee is just gone. The there knee is, is missing. No knees in the pants. No knees. No. Well, I mean, more knees. You're seeing more knees. The, the clothes don't have the knees. The clothes don't have the knees your to knees display your knees. So this out. is this is the latest in fashion. Oh, yes. It's the hottest look of the season. Knees. <laughs> For those whose best attribute is their kneecaps, it is finally time to shine. Yes. Keep your knees good and moisturized this summer as they're sure to be the focal point of the look of the look. Making it extra easy to skin your knees one bad fall at a time. Oh, yes. Yes, add some character with a debilitating knee injury. Some scars, perhaps a knee brace. Oh, yes. You think cleavage is sexy. What about kneevage? Kneevage. Knee oh. All of that kneevage. Trem tremendous kneevage. I... Let me see your knee. I love it. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.